listening to Real Conversations with Jacob Young, sponsored by Boys Town. Boys Town has been saving children, healing families for over 100 years. Also by Lane Frost Brand, made for the champion in you. Father's Day is coming up. Be sure to use Jacob 15 for, to save on anything and everything, of course, Lane Frost Brand. Now, my guest this week is a friend who I've known and worked with for many years now. She's still as bold and beautiful as ever. I guess held the title of Miss New York, winner, representing the state of New York in the Miss USA pageant. After pursuing a career in acting, she made her television debut as Grace Turner on The Young and the Restless. Since then, she's played my TV aunt in her iconic role as Donna Logan on The Bold and the Beautiful. My guest this week is my aunt Donna, Jennifer Garris. You know what time it is. It's time to keep it real with Real Conversations with Jacob Young. Jen, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. By the way, you have like a great voice for this. Oh, I'm like, you must do a lot of voiceover because you sound awesome. Oh, you're you're kind. You know, this is my 88th episode. Oh, wow. So I think if you if you do it enough, you just sort of it starts becoming a ritual and you uh-huh. kind of you slide into it. But I, I appreciate it. I'm taking notes if ever I have to do a voiceover audition. <laughs> well, you know, again, thanks for joining me this week. It's nice to see you as always. You played my aunt on television. And from what I've heard and seen since your character has been getting romantic again with my TV dad, John McCook, you might actually become my stepmother. Oh, that's so complicated. <laughs> Um, all the relationships are so complicated on Bold and Beautiful, aren't they? No, they sure are. <laughs> we have to do a family tree. It would be so bizarre to actually do a family tree and see how many relationships there are. Like ex-wife slash mother. <laughs> Who knows? It's so it's so incestual. It's somehow yet it works. They never quite push it. You start thinking, you go, wait, wait, that's, that's going to be incest. It's got, that can't be right. But but suddenly they, somehow they work it out. It's it's never blood. So that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, I guess um, I could be your stepmom. Yeah. (laughs) Why not? Keep it in the family. Right. (laughs) Well, uh, let's talk beauty pageants for a second. You know, I mean, and I, I did some snooping around. I didn't know all this stuff, you know, as one does when they're going to be interviewing somebody, you try to find out a little things that you really didn't know so much uh-huh. about. But beauty pageants, you know, we try to concentrate these days. They're not as promoted as much. We concentrate a lot on inner beauty, which you have both. What? Oh, and thank you. <laughs> of course. What was your experience like in the world of pageants? Uh, yeah, it's funny because people are usually shocked to find out that I did. I was Miss New York and Miss other things as well. Um, um, you don't wear your sash anymore after a year. <laughs> um, but it was, it was, uh, you know, it was really eye-opening for me. I suppose you could say to get into the business. I was studying accounting. In college, I had no intention of being an actor. In fact, I'd never done any plays at school. I, I mean, I enjoyed the plays, but I'd never performed in any of the plays. Right. I was always swimming or you know studying, and that was my life. And then suddenly, I entered these pageants, and it just introduced me to these girls that were trying to act, and they introduced me to this life. And you know, then you started doing um. Uh, you know, uh, commercials, maybe for like, uh, I was Miss Hawaiian Tropic, for instance. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, 
But I was Miss Hawaiian Tropic for two years in a row. And so I did a commercial in Greece and I did a photo shoot in Hawaii. And all the girls there were trying to get into acting and start talking about it. So kind of, it was an eye opener. Actually, you know, Ron Rice had, has just passed and mm. he's the one who um, founded Hawaiian Tropic. Oh, okay. Um, so it's kind of sad. Oh, sorry to but, hear that. Uh, he, I thank you. I would say he was the man who opened my eyes because that was his. That was my first pageant. That was my yeah. first pageant, and then eventually it was Miss New York, and then it just kind of. And you're like, show me the money. I need this TV film <laughs> money. Just in the money, really. I've never been motivated by money, but I always just thought, oh, this is better than accounting. <laughs> this is more interesting <laughs> than accounting. Sitting in a room and crunching numbers all day. No yeah. offense to any accountants out there. You it's got a, great a profession. You gotta <laughs> really love numbers to be an accountant. I do love numbers, actually, though. I was always like the geek in the front row in your geometry class and you know, raising my hand. And I love numbers. In fact, I had an a job offer with Ernst and Young, one of the big accounting firms. Mm-hmm. And um, I debated on whether to do that or acting. And I just, I chose acting. <laughs> Good choice. And there's a lot of people that are satisfied by your choice because of course they, they watch you all the time. And I don't know what it would be like to only know you as an accountant. I don't even know if I'd know you at this point then. It would be a different life because I wouldn't have come out to California. My job offer was in Philadelphia. Uh, I'd probably be in Philly or maybe I'd transfer to the New York office and I'd probably stay there and be doing finance of some sort. And, you know, that would be my life. Yeah. Well, which would be awesome. I think, I think, I think both choices are great. I think it's great, you know, but, but, uh, Lucky us that you were able to make it into the showbiz and, and have been working for so many years. Everybody's been, been enjoying the storyline currently. Um, I also was doing some digging. You know, your great-grandmother is from Italy, which is yeah. one of the countries where Bold and the Beautiful happens to be very, very popular for the fans that are out there that don't know that. How important is it for you to stay connected to your roots and your heritage? It's very important. Um, when I was in high school... There was a report that we had to do and I was, you know, trying to go over and think of my brainstorm about different subjects. And my mom and dad said, do your heritage. I said, oh, great. So we started writing Germany. We started writing Italy and we started discovering all these different things and, you know, people that were related to and reconnecting. And it just taught us so much about our family. And I mean, we are, we are our DNA. We are our family. So it's, it just teaches you so much about yourself. And um, I did go back to Val de Catania and they actually had a parade for me. Whoa. Uh, yeah, it was pretty awesome. There were people hanging. We were going down the streets. There were people hanging out the windows and uh, screaming, beautiful, beautiful. Because, you know, it's, yeah. it's called beautiful in Italy. Donna, Donna Logan. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just they gave me basically an honorary citizenship to the city. Um, it was quite amazing. And I got to see the, the, the house. I didn't actually go into the house, but I saw the outside of the house of where my great grandmother was born. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, it was really very cool. And then since then, we've just discovered so many different things about our German heritage, our Italian heritage, a little Swedish, a little Irish. It just um, it just makes it so interesting to know your roots. Sure, really. sure does. What's your favorite Italian dish? Ah, oh, jeez. Well, if I'm in lingerie or not. <laughs> <laughs> if I have to do laundry the next week, I would say it would be like a, a branzino or a fish or something like that. If um if I have to if I'm not in laundry, I'd say pizza. Who doesn't oh, love pizza? Pizza's great. We ordered pizza today. Kids are always like crazy about pizza. It's like it's like the easiest thing to do, pick up and they they they're so happy. But pizza My son's favorite meal <laughs> by far is pizza. So uh, more about Bold and the Beautiful, the way a lot of people that do listen to the podcast now, they don't know all, all of the, the stats. Now, it's seen in over 100 countries. Has there been any unusual places where you've been, rec- uh, you know, you've been recognized? You know, yeah, sure. I've gone to the Caribbean and um, thinking I'm just, you know, on this tiny little island. And um, suddenly I see myself on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the... Um, and yeah, suddenly um, people just start pointing at me. Or it's not necessarily pointing; it's the look. Yeah, I'm sure you know the look as well, right? I know the look. Get, the look. You get like a double take. Yeah, and then they refer to the you know whoever they're with, and then and then they, they do like the incognito selfie, like like they're pretending <laughs> they're not taking a photo of you. Sometimes, yeah, and then sometimes you know they come over and then they say something, and. Um, it's cute. My, my kids, when I'm with my kids, the reaction that they have is adorable. Oh, mommy, you're a star. Mommy, I'm like, no, 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 I'm not. I'm mommy. <laughs> um, but it's cute when I'm with my children. But the Caribbean, it shocked me because I didn't realize that we were playing there and we're in a lot of the uh, islands there. Yeah. You're like, where's the residuals for the Caribbean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't wait, get me in trouble. Wait a minute. No, 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 but you're always such a positive energy. You have positive energy. You're a ray of light when you enter a room. How do you manage to keep such a positive mental attitude? <laughs> um, oh boy. I just enjoy life. I love life. I love, you know, friends. I love my friends. I love my family and I just love life. I love, I, and I do the things I love, you know, I hang out with my friends a lot, my family, I travel, I I just, um, I don't know. I don't know. Why would I be negative? <laughs> <laughs> Life's good. Well, life is what you make it too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing to be negative about, but I'm fortunate too. I'm healthy and, um, you know, I have a good family. I came from a good family and I guess I'm super fortunate in that way. Um, knock on wood, may that, you know, continue. Um, health, you know, with health and family of yeah. happiness, I think. Absolutely. Speaking of health, what, what effects did the pandemic, if any, had on your well-being? I was really paranoid at first. I was wiping down groceries and um, <laughs> only post-meeting groceries, scared to go into stores. Um, uh, and then, you know, we were the first show back in Hollywood. And every single time we did that COVID test, uh, the anxiety level was so high. Right. And about I'd say a few months into that I just thought I can't do this I can't live like this anymore I can't 
be on high alert like this 24 <laughs> seven. It's so not healthy. And I just, I, I never did anything, you know, I, I still cautious, but I gave up the, the anxiety. I let it go. Yeah. I let it go. And now when we do the COVID tests at work, I don't even look at the results because I know they're going to call me if I'm positive. Uh, right. The second they got positive, if they got a positive, <laughs> they would call me. I don't need to go through the, my email and open it and try to find the results. Yeah. And every single time, every single time you open an email, you <laughs> nerve wracking. Heart stops. Oh, I know. You're yeah. like, what if, what if? I just don't do it. They will call me if I'm positive. I know they will. I mean, they've already emailed us that they will. So of course they will. You're going to be the, you're going to be the first to know they're going to be like, stop. You're not coming in. It wasn't good for me at all. The first few months, not at all. I really, we were Lysoling everything like you. I mean, like the groceries were, I'm like, you're not going to Lysol that onion. Are you? She's like, you bet I am. wasn't good for it wasn't good for the kids like seeing me on that high alert 24 7 it wasn't good for them so when after a month or two of that I decided okay I I gotta let this go and I gotta represent (laughs) normal mental health for my children and not like be on this ah level yeah um so since that time last I've really managed to chill yeah let it go Times I'm really cautious um, prior to work. You know, if I do travel, I am home from uh, my travels for at least a week before going into the studio and prior to seeing my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Those are the two times I'm cautious. Well, now they're like uh, schools are saying, well, at least where we are in South Carolina. I'm in South Carolina now. Um, but uh, the schools are like, well, we're not even going to, you know, if kids are sick and they have a, COVID, a positive COVID test, they're still allowed to be in school now. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Unless there's a new variant. I suppose unless, unless it's like a new variant that they're, they're, they're telling everybody, but right, right now, as of the end of the school year, they said, if they have COVID perfectly yeah. fine. Well, I mean, I think that's what a virus does. It becomes more contagious, less deadly. I suppose that's the nature of a virus. And I, I believe that's what I've been told. I'm not a doctor. But yeah. <laughs> so if that is the case, then sure. I mean. Uh, I had anxiety right up until I ended up getting it. Like, I mean, when I got it, I thought I was like, I was like, what if I die? Started thinking like the worst uh, thoughts. And then about yeah. the second day into it, I'm like, this is easy. I'm going to work out. <laughs> worked out i worked out I, mean, I, I probably had it in 2019 before people even knew what it was because i and i couldn't test for it so i don't know for sure if i did yeah so many um, people did that didn't realize no. you well, i, I mean I you, yeah you probably knew it was you know you had some sort of crazy sickness that you're like this is not normal it doesn't feel right yeah and i went into the hospital like to got tested for the flu and it was negative so it probably it could have been that and then but i did when the antibody test came out um it was also negative because it'd probably been too many months. Yeah. I think it's a, a short yeah. window or six yeah, months yeah. or something like that. Who knows? Who knows anymore? But, but well, that's right. good though. That's good though. You, you, you managed to let yeah. it, let us, let it just fall off. And you recognize for your children too, which is so important because yeah. they're watching, you know, they haven't been through anything like this. They're actually probably better apt to, to cope with it themselves more so than us because they won't, wouldn't really know any different. Right? 
And that's why that's with everything with your kids. Like if they fall down and you go, Oh my gosh, are you okay? And you have this huge reaction. They're going to cry. Right. If you fall down, if they fall down and you just, you know, oh, oopsie and like laugh about it or something, they're just like, Oh, <laughs> like they don't cry. It's fine. They rub, you know, wipe it off. It's done. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of uh, accounting, going back to that, um, you know, you, do you think it's important for kids today who want to get into the show business to have some other skills to fall back on? Um, well, that's, yeah, I do. And in fact, that's what my parents said. Um, they said, as long as you finish school and you start get your degree, we support you. And we say, you know, go, go for it, go to California. Um, I do think so. Uh, it's really a tough profession. And even if you make it, you're still trying to make it. Always. <laughs> even once you get the job, you're still trying to get the next job. So it's just an ongoing process that you never really know when it's going to end or if it will end or who knows. We just don't know day to day. So I would say, yes, it's much easier to get that um, that career going when you're younger than, you know, when you're older. Good advice. I agree. I concur. Now, of course, you, education, right. I mean, cause once you start, once you stop going to school, it's really hard to go back to school and typically getting into schools, you have to do tests like, yeah. you know, the LSATs or the, whatever it is, the MCATs or whatever you want to do. I mean, being out of practice with those tests are, it's pretty hard. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, you, you know, I went back to get my MBA and I had to do the GMATs. Oh my God. I was like, I was, I was good at math at one point in my life. And then I, and then I was like, oh my gosh, I think I've forgotten everything. I had to relearn everything. It wasn't so easy. <laughs> yeah, totally. It is. I mean, you, I, I would forget the next day, like whatever I did in school, <laughs> I, all I did was memorize, do well, and then forget it. Well, that's the way they used to teach. Now they have Singapore math, which is more, uh, visual, I think uh, it's, it's, it's more live. It's more the way your mind should think it's not memorization. So it's, uh, it's a better way of learning. I think now. Yeah. Now I probably know the answer to this, but because it's so current and obviously it's, uh, it's been in the news a lot. You have two beautiful children. Do you try to shield them from tragedies that are happening in the world today? <sighs> Gosh. I try, but, uh, that recent tragedy, I cried so hard. I couldn't shield my own emotion from them. And they're like, mommy, what's going on? Like, what's, did somebody pass? Did somebody die? What happened? It was, I just, uh, it's just so heart wrenching. Um, it's so horrible to see this happening again and again. I do try to, I, I can't watch the news for sure mm. because I can't unsee those vis- those images in my head. I can't unsee them. But when I read it, I am able to read it because if I, if it's too much, I can stop in a second. I can't unsee a vision. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I don't ever turn on the news for my children. It's just too it's too much for them, I think, at their age. And I do try to give them a little bit of information. But, of course, you don't want to scare them either. You don't want them to be afraid. To go to school. To go to school or to walk down the street or to 
do any, I mean, it's just, geez, it's, um, we try to talk about it a little bit. And, you know, the school actually was um, teaching them a bit about, say, Russia for my son's class, because he's a little bit older, but not for my daughter's class. So I think they do, you know, what's age appropriate. So I try to follow in their footsteps. And they actually send us emails to tell us, you know, what they think we should share and sometimes maybe don't share anything unless they have questions. So I try to follow that a little bit. Um, Once they have questions, I'm like, I sit down, of course, and talk to them about it. But I may not bring up things, but uh, sometimes it's all it's all my face. Yeah. (laughs) You know, the the tragedies that happen on (laughs) seemingly on a daily basis. Incredibly. Um, tough stuff to see, uh, hear about, uh, you know, my stuff, my heart goes in my stomach every time I hear something like that. And then I think of my own children, but then I think also, you know, how do I protect my own kids? And, you know, obviously as much as we want them to be kids, we still have to, you know, give them the information that they can protect themselves if it, something like that ever happened. And so, yeah, you really, it's really kind of a fine line, isn't it? It's hard. It's hard. I mean, it's, um, there's so much going on in the world, but, um, yeah, I mean, but they're kids. So you have to protect them. You have to protect them. They're innocent. And yeah. they'll have plenty of time <laughs> later in life to not be innocent. Let's keep them as innocent as long as possible. Right. <laughs> Definitely. That's what my wife always says too. And I concur on that as well. Okay. So Everybody answers a couple questions on this podcast. And the first one is, if you could take a ride in the Jacob Young time machine, what advice would you give 16-year-old Jennifer? Uh, 16-year-old, let's say. Hmm. Um, That's really a tough one. Maybe don't take yourself so seriously. I was really, like, very serious at that age. It was like super competitive with swimming and then really just, but then it was also cool. Like I enjoyed swimming, but I probably took myself a little bit too seriously. (laughs) (laughs) You know, stressing about like uh, competitions and things like that. I'd be like, relax. It's okay. You're just, you know, just try hard and it's it's, it's all going to fall into place. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's great advice. Um, I think kids, especially today too, uh, there's so much pressure that's put on them. Uh, Maybe more so probably than when I was a kid, I bet. Um, well, you know, it sounds like you, sounds like you I had a healthy competitive nature though. I like that. You know, I was a little bit competitive, even like in college, we, we train in the morning at six in the morning, run off to class at eight, train again in the afternoon. And then, you know, we'd run off to dinner and, I would say to my teammates, Hey, you want to hit the gym? Hey, Jen, we just train like four and a half hours today. What's your, what, what are you doing? I'm like, yeah. What are you benching? What are you squatting? I was like, I was so high on endorphins. I think that I was just like, like, ah, I want to conquer the world. And I was like a little nutty. Probably my friends were like, 10, dude, chill out. Like, um, I would say maybe, yeah, that would, I would definitely say that to my 21 year old self too. Like chill out. (laughs) Yeah. Take it all in stride. Relax a little bit. It's all going to happen. Go have a drink. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. I mean, we weren't even allowed to drink during the swim season. The coach would be like, if you drink, 
we were going to forfeit your meats. I'd be like, go sneak a drink. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. He won't find out. He won't find out. Just chill. Have a beer. <laughs> Oh my goodness. My sponsor, Boys Town, their motto is he ain't heavy, he's my brother. And it stems back all the way to when Father Flanagan founded Boys Town and they were just getting funding and there wasn't enough medical equipment to go around. And there was a boy that needed turns. Boys had to take turns carrying him. They'd carry him to class. They'd carry him to sporting events and whatnot. And father said to the boy, the boy, one of the boys carrying him said, isn't he heavy? And he said, he's not heavy, father. He's my brother. And meaning at some point in our lives, we've all had somebody who's carried us. Who's carried you, Jen? (laughs) That is really intense. Jeez, I didn't know I'd be asked questions like this. (laughs) (laughs) Who's carried me? My mom and dad. Yeah, my mom and dad. I would say um, they supported me when I was a kid, as an adult, now as an old lady, (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, they supported me my whole life and, uh, and not only supported me, they kind of helped develop me into the person that I am, you know, opened me up to religion or opened me up to, you know, just being a good person and, um, making sure you get educated and doing the right thing. And they've always encouraged me to, um, follow my dreams. So I'd say, I'd say my mom and dad would be the number. Well, two, I guess she said who (laughs) two people. (laughs) Well, that's beautiful. Really beautiful. And we're very lucky that they've supported you and you've been able to grace us with your talent, your presence almost every single day on bold and the beautiful. Um, Jen, I want to say thank you wholeheartedly for joining me on the, the podcast on real conversations. Well, can I just say one last thing? Yes. I remember the first day, your first day at the studio, like it was yesterday. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that day. I was so scared. You did not appear to be scared. You seemed so confident, but it was, I swear, it was like yesterday. It was like yesterday. I know. (laughs) It's it's amazing how fast time flies. It's unreal. But you, you are like ageless. First of all, any, anybody who's listening, you can't see how beautiful she looks. She's absolutely stunning. Thank you very much. Like you're one to talk. (laughs) Well, uh, good luck with everything with my dad, John McCook. Please tell him I said hello. I will. I will. And again, you guys can catch Jennifer almost every day around the world on Bold and the Beautiful. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me today, Jen. And it's always a pleasure to spend time with you. Of course. Thank you so much for having me on your show. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Talk to you soon. Take care. 